You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, stylish pet parents, you're in the right place. Welcome to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller Young, and we've got a great show for you today. We have an Olympic champion in the house who also happens to be a designer of some seriously stunning human and pet jewelry. But before we bring her on, we're going to take a short break for our sponsor. But don't go away. Just grab your favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back after a short pause. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller-Young, and we're here today with a superstar, in 1996, at the Summer Olympics in Atlanta, Dominique Mochianu and the U.S. gymnastics team walked away with the gold medal, becoming the first American women's gymnastics team to win Olympic team gold. They were dubbed the Magnificent Seven, and Dominique was the youngest ever to win an Olympic gold medal for USA Gymnastics. She was only 14 years old. But one year earlier, she became the youngest U.S. senior national all-around champion in history. Mochiana went on to capture the all-around title at the 1998 Goodwill Games in New York and holds the incredible distinction of being the youngest national champion in gymnastics history. She's inspired countless others through her participation in clinics, camps, motivational speaking engagements, and her philanthropic endeavors. Dominique is a wife and mother too, but like many champions, she just can't sit still. So her newest venture is fulfilling another childhood dream of creating jewelry. With partner Wendy Campbell, they formed Creations by CNC Dominique Mochiano Signature Collection. And today we'll find out more about what they're doing, their foray into pets, and get the scoop on where we can have a piece of our very own. Welcome, Dominique. Thank you so much for that fine introduction. (laughs) You're very welcome. You are quite an incredible woman. You know, the records that you've set and what you've done, really starting at a very tender age, is seriously impressive. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I actually want to talk a little bit about your gymnastics career just to sort of get things going and let people know what it might be like to work so, so hard at such a young age to achieve a dream. I mean, you were three years old when you started taking gymnastics. You were competing by age six, and you had your first international gymnastics competition at age 10 for America as a junior elite gymnast. What was it like working that hard at so young? 
Well, I made a lot of sacrifices, and I learned early on in my career and in my life as a young child that hard work and determination was going to get me somewhere. It was going to get me to accomplish my dreams. And in a way, when you transfer that into you know life later on, that created so many great entrepreneurial skills that I had no idea at the time. But I made many, many sacrifices, not going to some birthday parties and sleepovers because I had to get up and train at 7 in the morning, so I couldn't stay out late. Uh, I rarely went to those kinds of things, and when I did, they were during the day and when I was not in training. Mm -hmm. So I think all of those lessons were valuable because I learned at a young age what it was like to really work so hard towards some goals and accomplish them very, very early on. And those lessons can never be taught in a different way in the sense of sport is kind of like a small model of life. Everything that I've learned in sports from being, from the discipline aspect, from not showing up one minute late, we were so strict at our gym where we were not even allowed to show up one minute late because punctuality meant something. And we had to work and give 100% every time we stepped into that gym. That was what was expected of us. And I think in life, if we expect that out of ourselves as well, we will accomplish things. We just will amaze ourselves at what we can really do when we put our minds and our souls and our hearts into something. So all these things in life, singing, going to the Olympics at a young age, competing for the United States of America at a young age, and traveling the world, having cultural experience, this has taught me so much about people, about life, about hard work. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you'd be surprised just being, you know, business people ourselves, how many people have not learned those lessons. And it's, you know, just kind of whatever, whatever. But you're absolutely right. They are such important life lessons. You know, being a part of a history-making team at the Olympics, I mean, that's something that you carry around with you forever, especially what you went through to get there. Do you have a sort of most vivid memory of that experience? I certainly remember standing on the podium and watching our United States flag be raised for the very, very first time in U.S. women's Olympic gymnastics history. We were the first all-female team and two female coaches that ever did this accomplishment. And that flag being raised was a moment that I'll remember forever because Everybody in the arena, there were 33,000 people and millions and millions of viewers on television watching that moment, cheering us on. And that was such an emotional moment for many, many reasons. But that is a moment that I'll remember forever. And nobody can ever take that away because we finally stood next to our arch rivals of Russia and Romania and we finally got the gold. Mm -hmm. And that was a dream that the U.S. Women's Gymnastics team had been striving for for years and years and years. And we're just shy of it sometimes. And we were just so proud of that moment. And looking back now, I, I believe that I appreciate it even more, even more years later, almost 20 years later. It'll be our anniversary next year. It'll be 20 years on Olympic gold. And I appreciate it now even more than ever because I get to pass those experiences onto my children and teach them some history about the sport and talk to them about all of these, you know, really unique experiences that I had. So that would probably be 
to highlight in the moment. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. You have been a creative person your whole life. As a child, you were passionate about creating things. What kind of craftsy things did you do back then? Well, I didn't have as much time as I would have liked to because I was in the gym eight hours a day, six to seven days a week uh, at age nine and a half. So when I did have a free moment, I created these t-shirts with my auntie and these sweatshirts when the holidays came around. We created these blinking, colorful, flashy lights, and then we would use some sparkles and glitter and all sorts of, you know, tubes of just nice paint to outline all of our Christmas decorations and the lights that we'd insert. They had these, you know, blinking lights, and then you could have regular lights that just went on your shirt. Just really fun, festive kind of things. And then my other creative side would bring me to the gym, and, and I would do choreography. And that was a little bit more as I got older. But I always loved having a creative outlet. And because I didn't have as much time, because so much of my time was in the gym, these are kind of avenues that I, I leaned towards and I did when I had a free moment. But now, I mean, my dream was always to do something with jewelry. And that's kind of what opened the door into my newest venture. Yes, we're going to talk about that. Absolutely. But I bet also creating things, doing sort of the arts and crafts allowed you to feel more like a kid because you had so much responsibility and you worked so hard. So, I mean, because I know I did a lot of arts and crafts with my daughter when she was growing up. It was the most fun ever working with the glitter and, and just creating these fun things. Did it make you feel a little bit more like, you know, being a kid by doing those things? Absolutely. You nailed it right on the head. It was something that was an outlet for me to just be a kid because I had to grow up and be an adult in so many ways. I felt like I was a little kid trapped in an adult body with adult responsibilities at times and talking to adults and strangers as I'm traveling the world and on airplanes and, you know, having these responsibilities that most of my peers didn't have. So my aunt, who actually came into my life at 10 years old, and she's not blood-related, but she might as well be. So I always call her my Aunt Janice. She would do these fun crafts and things because she realized the necessity for me to still be a child because I was growing up so fast. And she really opened that door to arts and crafts and she would do those things with me in t-shirts and crafts. And, you know, my parents grew up in a very poor countryside of Romania and they didn't have these kinds of arts and crafts and things. You know, they did other things and their parents didn't have a lot of arts and crafts in their home. So it was a bit of a a novel idea for them to have arts and crafts in their home because they just never really did that. So they didn't know any better. But my aunt, she grew up in America and she knew that these things were great for kids to have as an outlet to be just kids. And that was fantastic. That was exactly what it was for me. Perfect. Perfect. You have said that your mom inspired you when it came to jewelry. How was that? So my mom always would stop. Anytime there was jewelry in the window shop or we'd go into a store and I remember just she was so mesmerized by all the beautiful jewelry. And sometimes it would take me forever to get her out of these stores and I would just be (laughs) waiting and waiting. But then over the course of the years, I started to really appreciate her attention to all this jewelry. And she didn't have a lot of money, but she loved to look and loved to get good deals wherever she could find really great deals. And that was like 
a big thing for her. She had to find something that was beautiful, but she could afford. And she also loved the things that were very expensive, obviously, don't we all? <laughs> but at the same time, she she just really had a great taste. She had acquired such a really beautiful taste, and she liked different things. There were from beautiful sapphires to gemstones to these beautiful diamonds, and it was just really such an elegant and classy collection. When my sister and I look at her collection now, it's so funny because we joke around, well, you know, who are you going to leave that ring to? My sister's like, well, I want that ring. But it's (laughs) funny over the course of the years how she just had an elegant kind of taste that appreciated it. Is there a, a memory, like a vivid memory of a piece that you loved from childhood and were maybe inspired by? I, let's see, I would say the piece that probably inspired me wasn't necessarily in my childhood, but as I got a little older, because I could appreciate the jewelry much, much more, I appreciated my dad and my mom's 25th anniversary ring that my dad got my mom. It's a beautiful, it almost looks like five surrounding rings of diamonds into one, into one ring. So it's six. And it was just such a symbol of their relationship, 25 years, all that they've gone through. And my dad just really wanted to wow my mom. And, you know, although they had been through turbulent times and challenging, you know, issues over the course of 25 years, they stuck it out and they made it to that time. And then my dad died shortly after that, you know, a few years later. So I think it just really stood out in my mind because it was yeah. something that was really meaningful from a family perspective, and that was a, one of the last gifts he ever gave her. So, oh, I mean, absolutely. jewelry. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Totally understand. You know, it's, it's a little bit ironic. Well, your newest venture is Creations by, well, we mentioned it, Creations by CNC, Dominique Mochianu Collection, yeah? And yeah. you met your partner, Wendy Campbell, in kind of an ironic way, considering your history. How did you meet? Tell everybody how you met. (laughs) So Wendy Campbell and I first met at a gymnastics gym. Our children both do the sport that we love so much and I spent my childhood in. And of course, being a mom now, there was no way that I would go throughout life and not introduce them to gymnastics. Whether they wanted to pursue it or not, then that was up to them. But at least get a foundation and put your kids in the sport because you'll never regret that. You learn so much. And actually, it's a great foundation for any sport they choose to do. (laughs) So Wendy Campbell had been working at the gym for a little while. And it was so funny because she always would ask people, is Dominique ever going to show up? And they're like, he shows up all the time. He's just on opposite days that you're here because he really wanted to say hello and introduce yourself. And she wanted to to basically make an introduction. And finally we did. After months and months of her wondering when I was going to pop in, I started coming a little bit more because my son had started competing last year. So he moved up into a a different school and he started to come more often to the gym. So at that time we made an introduction. I had been dreaming of kind of finding a business partner and going on this new venture. I'd always had jewelry in the back of my mind, but I really needed a strong female counterpart to really make this move forward. 
and this idea to really come to life. But I wanted someone who also had experience and would understand my world and, you know, understand my drive and also be able to keep up with my drive, which is not easy sometimes. But <laughs> I found Wendy and she found me and it was almost a blessing. We, you know, we got to talking, we talked about gym stuff, about mom stuff, and then all of a sudden, she started talking to me about, oh, you know that I used to do jewelry. I create jewelry on the side as well. And I said, no way. I said, <laughs> I've been looking for a partner and I needed someone like you. You're driven. You have the same kind of goals as I do. And lo and behold, we had a, a lunch meeting. She brought some of the jewelry that she had created in the past so that I could see and see if it would fit something that I wanted to pursue as well. And create together if our styles would combine together and we could be on the same path. And actually, it was such a beautiful and perfect complement to exactly what I had been envisioning. And sure enough, to be. after that, we hit the ground. Yep, hit the ground running. Creations by CNC, Dominique Mociano's signature collection was born. And we've been going ever since. Uh, we sat down either at my, or we sit down either at my house or at her house, or we create individually, and then we come together and we brainstorm for our next collection. And so we both create, we both have a piece in, you know, in the creations and in the designing. And, and I think it's really great to have collaboration to bounce ideas off with somebody and really be able to work together as a team. Yeah, a yeah, absolutely, thing. absolutely. When you first started talking about creating jewelry and working together, you know, what was your, your combined vision to bring to your customers? You know, how did you want to do it a little differently? Well, when I, I was thinking of branding and I wanted to have something that fell in line with my beliefs and my career and, and everything that kind of I had envisioned for it to come out and he was on the same page of classy, sterling silver, 14 karat gold, components that are, are going to always be powerful components and beautiful components. We're also key crystals, we're also key pearls. We were not going to give anything that was going to be less than the best of quality, down to the jump ring, down to the crimpy, down, you know, to all of that. And that those beautiful important. stones, those beautiful stones you use as well. Yes. Yes, a lot of the Swarovski crystals are beautiful. We have semi-precious stones that we use. And I know that we will continue to evolve. But one of the most important things for our customers is to have excellent products from start to finish to really feel proud of, of what you're wearing because you know there's quality in every piece that we put together. And they're all one of a kind because they're handmade. It's not stamped at some factory. They're all created in the United States of America. And so everything is made here and we make it by hand. So everything you know is going to be really paid attention to every detail. Mm -hmm. Take note, ladies. <laughs> there are pieces and for you. Have, <laughs> and we have excellent customer service and that's something that we pride ourselves in as well, whether Wendy or I take the calls or take the emails. We really pride ourselves in making sure that our customers are happy and they get what they need. And yeah, so we're really, really excited about it. You have a lot to be excited about. When you and Wendy create, what inspires each of you? Well, I can't always speak for Wendy. I know that you know she has a very creative mind and things just pop up when she's sitting at her table and I'm sitting at mine or we come together and we create something together that we're like, oh my gosh, I would never have thought of that. And we sit together and, you know, get a really cool Swarovski rock pendant and we say, oh, let's do it like this. But for me, when I sit down and I create, I just think, you know, what will I really 
love and what will make a nice combination or what do I think will be timeless because a lot of people want things that they can wear forever and I don't want this to be necessarily a one-time piece. I want people to feel they can wear it multiple times in something that they love. Mm -hmm. Uh, And another unique aspect to our business is that we do custom creations. So if somebody has a vision, they come to us and we help make their vision come to life. People Magazine just contacted us recently and they have one of the writers and editors having their piece created and we just finished that and it was such a great process because we allowed her vision to come to life and she will never get that anywhere else where we're giving her all of these options and we didn't, when we're doing it from afar with email communication, with photos and then when she got her piece, she was just blown away. She loved it and you will never find something like that anywhere else. That's so exciting. So we'll be able to see your piece that you created for her in People Magazine. Soon enough. It may be on the internet, on People Online. I'm waiting right now to get uh, feedback and when the story will be written. But yes, it'll be written very soon. Very exciting. Well, hold that thought because there's a lot more that we want to talk with you about, Dominique. We're going to take a short break for a sponsor. So everyone refresh that beverage, get cozy, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back, right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Are you having trouble getting the word out about your new pet product or invention? Let Whitegate PR open the gate to your marketing and public relations efforts. We've been specializing in public relations in the pet industry for over a decade. From press releases to media relations and publicity to pet trade shows and launch events to social media, the pet-friendly team at Whitegate PR has you covered. If you listen to the wise words of Bill Gates, he says, If I had $1 left, I'd spend it on PR. Learn more at whitegatepr.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Jody Miller-Young, and we're back with U.S. Olympic gold champion turned gorgeous jewelry designer, Dominique Mochianu. Dominique, what made you decide to move into the pet arena with your Crystal Couture for Pets collection? You know, it was kind of a casual conversation that uh, Wendy and I had one day, and we were just just having fun with it and saying, you know, it would be really cute to do something like that in the future. Little did we know it would come faster than we thought, but do something for pets. And Wendy has an adorable little dog called Maggie, 
And when we're sitting and creating, sometimes she's there in our lap or she'll go sit on the couch and she'll come, you know, sit with us. And, and so we just sat there and thought, how adorable would something be just right on her and create a collar? And then we just kind of talked about it and brainstormed. And we thought maybe it would be a year or two down the road. But sure enough, we have a friend of ours, a mutual friend, and you know her, Margaret, who also... Yes you know, with the elegant hair. So she creates cashmere sweaters for doggies. And, you know, I talked to her a little bit more and, and really it expedited this process to be where it is today. We do still couture for pets and we wanted to not limit it only to doggies, although doggies I've loved and I have such a special place in my heart for them because my toy poodle that I had since childhood passed away a month prior to my son being born in 2009 oh, and actually wow. four months before my dad passed away. So oh, wow. it was a series of challenges and death and then life again and birth. the rebirth of my son was a happy occasion again, but I had lost my toy poodle princess and believe it or not, my husband just he was even having a harder time than me, and, and I just couldn't believe the bond that they connected, and he never had pets growing up because he had an allergy to dander, but with Princess, which is my, my dog, he had such I mean, a great and a beautiful relationship, and he was stuffy a little bit, but because she was more hypoallergenic, he was able to tolerate the stuffiness somewhat. Uh-huh. It was still uh-huh. uncomfortable. But I've always loved pets. And this is kind of from childhood. I remember just begging my parents for a dog. I just wanted a dog. And then to see the relationship that my husband, at then, at then we were, you know, boyfriend and girlfriend, but to see the relationship that they had developed, he would groom her, clip her nails. When I would be gone in the summer, Aww. he would wash her. And they had such a beautiful relationship. We have not gotten a dog since her passing. And it's just, it's too hard for him to kind of, do because he missed her so much yeah yeah. part of our lives they become like our fur children you know i mean their emotions have it's been shown through you know scientific research that their emotions are very similar to ours and they do they become like our fur children i absolutely understand that so, so with for the them. Wendy's dog, we actually can do photographs and we can create things for her dog at the moment until I, you know, until my husband is You're like ready the for aunt. You're like one. the Auntie Dominique. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> you know, with Maggie, we play with her. We put fun things on her. We dress her up. And, you know, and she's been our model right now. And That's she's fantastic. a perfect model. She's adorable. I have to tell you that the jewelry, the pet jewelry is so stunning. You made a gorgeous piece for our Sophie that we so love. Thank you so much for that, Dominique. What do you consider when you work with a new client and helping them decide sort of the right piece to choose? What do you consider when it comes to a pet? Well, when it comes to a pet, I certainly want to listen to the owner's feedback and what do they envision? What are the things that they see coming to life for their pet? And it's very important to have feedback and to really know what's their favorite color. What do you see them in? Is this something you would like? Do you like crystals? Do you like pearls? For Sophie, it was simple. You said she looks great in pastels and lavender. And we just went with the lavender because I had, you know, an idea in mind and Wendy and I talked about it and it was just, it was perfect. She was fabulous. It was. (laughs) It is. And the dream, yes, the dream and the vision of it came to life. And we used Swarovski crystals and Swarovski pearls and all of that and sterling silver and 
all of that. And it just is a matter of listening to the owner and telling us, what exactly do you envision? And then coming back and, you know, most of the time we will do a back and forth with emails. We'll show things that we think will work. And if you like it or not, we'll give you a couple of options. So with Sophie, we just, we had a vision and we're like, I think she's going to love it. So we went with it. But most of the time, the, the dialogue will be back and forth until the owner will say, yes, I really love that option. Let's do that one. And we'll go back and forth a little bit till that final decision is made. And then once the decision is made, then we go ahead and do, you know, production. And can they be for, you know, big dogs like Labradors or Great Danes as well as the little ones? Sure. If there's a Labrador or a Great Dane uh, owner that would like to... Or Bulldogs. Yes, yes. We don't limit it. Obviously, the larger the dog, it's going to take more components, which may increase the cost a little bit. But I never would deter anybody from getting any size of jewelry for their pets. Everybody deserves a little blame. Yes, exactly. And it's very hard. I hear this all the time, Dominique. It's really hard for people who have large dogs to find great fashion, jewelry. It's a little easier with collars, but fashion and jewelry is tough. So this is a great option to know that that's there. Yes, and I think most of the time why it may be tough is because it does take a lot more material, which will drive the cost sometimes. However, you know, Wendy and I are very good about sitting down and making things work within your budget. It may not be so extravagant or maybe not as many Kaveh, you know, Swarovski, Balbies. However, we can work within your budget. If you fill out our customization form, we can guide you and help you in your budget. And that's where we come in with our creative process and say, look, we're going to work on staying within this budget, but here's what we can accomplish with this budget. And well, that's, that's where, great to know. That is great yeah, to know for everyone good. because, yeah, I mean, everyone wants beautiful things for their little best friend who they love so much, but it can get pricey. So it's great to know that there's flexibility. Is it all necklaces at this point? At this point, what we've created are the necklaces and collars. However, we are not limiting ourselves. That is just something that we have right now. A lot of these pieces that we're doing for our pet line are going to be custom. So through word of mouth and through your website and through just uh, personal relationships, this is the only way right now that these are going to be developed so that we create a custom piece that's perfect for your pet and for an owner if they want. So those are the kinds of things where, you know, you would have to email us and fill out our customization form, and then Mm -hmm. we can get the ball rolling. But those are the only, at this point, that's what we're doing because it keeps it very, very personal to this way right now. But you also, you said necklaces and collars. So you also have collars? That's our goal. Yes, that's our goal. Mostly we're going to stay in in the necklaces uh, category. Got it. Colors are not something that we won't do. We certainly want to do them as well. It's just when you're doing this kind of fine jewelry on a pet, you don't want to tug on it with a collar. However, we have other ideas for collars that can come to life that can be more sturdy. Ooh, we can't wait to see. It's really like owning a piece of art, having a Creations by CNC piece of jewelry. You can see examples of Dominique and Wendy's work on the Bark and Swagger page of the Pet Life Radio site. So you can see what we're talking about, including Sophie's collar. That will be up there too, which again, we so love. Just to sort of, you know, 
capped the interview because we are unfortunately running out of time. I could talk to you forever. All the speeches you've given, the camps and clinics you participated in, what's the one takeaway piece of advice that you would give people about following their dreams and making them happen? Tough to only choose one thing, but if I have to leave you with one bit of advice today about following your dreams, I would say never ever let anyone tell you that you cannot accomplish something that's inside your heart. Oprah said this very wisely, that some people cannot make the climb with you towards success, towards your dreams and goals. And if people are not for you on that climb, it's okay to walk away and the gift of goodbye because you should never let anyone stand in the way of you accomplishing your goals. And you want people to surround yourself with people that will uplift you and encourage you and be for you as you're going to make that climb of success of your goals and your dreams. But never let anyone deter you from that or shake your self-confidence because there's so many people that will along that road. And I can encourage you and, and let you know that if you don't listen to those people, you can accomplish anything that you put your mind to with a lot of hard work. That is a wonderful and beautiful piece of advice. Thank you. And thank you so much for being on the show, Dominique. Thank you so much. I'm excited to report to everyone that Creations by CNC will be featured in the brand new Bark and Swagger online boutique that I'll be opening shortly at BarkandSwagger.com. So stay tuned for more info on that and all of the wonderful, unusual pieces that you'll be able to find there. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter, who makes us sound so good. My passion is fashion. So tune in next time to discover the designers, styles, and home decor I love. And don't forget to visit me at BarkandSwagger.com, where you'll find great fashion stories and more. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, Bark and Swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.